What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment here of the Steelers Blitz on a Monday. The emotions are high. Everyone's in their feelings. Anybody can get it. Oh, that's guaranteed. Freedom of speech, freedom of tweet, freedom of consequence, baby. <laughs> so we need a little, you know, we need a little context. We need another voice here on the show. Maybe someone to bring some level-headedness to this program. We turn to our highly educated buddy. Hell to pit. Yeah, you know, the tweeters will like him. He didn't, go to, he didn't go to WVU, so he must be educated. It's our hey, buddy. Hey, hey, Christopher Carter, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Locked on Steelers Podcast, WPXI, and SNR regular. And, of course, one-third of the Migos. Mama! CC, what's up, buddy? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing on this Monday? I would say peachy, but uh, we're, we're kind of like a pumpkin. We're, we're, we're like, we could be used yeah. for positivity, but we're really scary people right now, you know? The, the, the jack-o'-lantern, we, we're aggressive. So this is where we're at with this thing, man. We're aggressive. We're aggressive. Hey, right I now. get it, man. It's, 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 it's been, a, it's been a, it, was a rough, it was a rough Sunday for Steelers, mm-hmm. so it's going to be a rough Monday for anyone who has to talk about this. A lot of hostility in the Ooh. building right now. Be careful. So, Chris, let's start there then. Oh, that's the one you got to be careful with. That's the one he's talking right now. Be careful. (laughs) (laughs) The Steelers now have uh, the better part of two weeks to lick their wounds, do some self-scouting, get ready for the New Orleans Saints. This is a very loaded question that I'm about to ask you, so I apologize in advance. But where do you start? You know, if, 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 if if you're Mike Tomlin right now... If you're Omar Khan, you know, if, if, if you're Terrell Austin or Matt Canada, anybody in the building that's an important decision maker, where does it start? Does it start with trying to find an identity on offense and maybe run the football a little bit more effectively? Does it start with limiting some of these big plays on defense? Does it start with uh, maybe putting less on your rookie quarterback's plate and, and, and finding a way to not ask him to do so much? It, where, where does it begin for you? What is priority number one here as, as you head to the bye week? You know, coming out of the game when I gave my instant reaction and just my feel from just seeing things on television because I was sitting here in Pittsburgh, I wasn't in Philly. Um, my minus reaction was the last one you gave, is that maybe there's just too much being heaped on Kenny Pickett's shoulders and that there needs to just be improvements there and that 
if you if you found a way to balance it so he's not throwing 38 times a game, maybe you'll find results there. But then I, I looked at just parts of the all 22 that I've been able to see that's come available, and man, it's like you know, I, I've I've emphasized this in prior weeks, and I know most you've talked about this on, mm-hmm. on your on your stuff as well. But all of you that are saying that play calls are the problem right now, I, I you're not watching football because there's pl- there's plenty of plays where Kenny Pickett has a pocket, Kenny Pickett has time, and there's an open guy to get a first down, to get a touchdown, and he's not even looking at him. And, again, this is not to say that Kenny Pickett stinks. This is not to say that Kenny Pickett can't improve. But realistic, what is there, what is able to be taken that the, that the defenses are giving them when the Steelers are playing them are these real opportunities to attack, to say, hey, if we hit on these plays, we don't have to call – 13 plays to get a touchdown. If we get on these plays right here, there's opportunities. And it's not the play structure because, you know what, these play structures, they're getting guys open. Um, the biggest thing I think is happening, you know, before the games, when they're sitting down, they're going over things and saying, hey, Kenny Pickett, in this moment, you got to see this guy. You're going to get these matchups. Let's go. Let, let's attack these guys in this situations, and be ready for if this is if this, if you're getting this look here, look this way. I, I I still maintain something that I've been saying for over a month now. I think that Matt Canada, if there's a big struggle for Matt Canada, it isn't play calling. It isn't you know getting guys open because guys are getting open and guys, there are opportunities there to be made. I think it's what's happening behind the scenes and how he's getting his quarterback uh, quarterbacks because he's had multiple ones this year to buy into what he's doing and to see what is opening up. And that is part of coaching. That is, it's not just play calling. I know people think it works like Madden where you just call the play and then it's just, (laughs) you just gotta just do it and it's over. Um, But in all seriousness, I I think this comes down to, you know, Kenny Pickett struggling and with an offense that doesn't have an identity, like you said earlier, Wes, you can't just pound people with the ball because when when they see it coming, if they're going to blow up the line of scrimmage and Najee Harris is going to have to dodge five people just to get two yards. Um, you know, and that, that's a difficult part. So I think it starts with getting Kenny Pickett to see what's in front of him and to attack the weak, spot, the weak spots of defenses. First off, Chris, I just want to – I wish I could hug you right now. That was so refreshing. The context, the film, it, it, it just it, – it was beautiful. I really wish I could hug you, man. I, I was over here – Wes looked at me like I was crazy because I just put my hands up. I was just so happy to hear the context behind it, man. Carter but, bless, but absolutely Carter bless, man. I am on the Carter train. All right, that that is I'm the leader. Hey, this is the guy you listen to, okay? But continuing on with that thought process with Kenny, I understand dialing it back. I understand you know make this read, key make this throw. But what I want to just break down, or even just ask you verbatim, do you think that he is capable? of doing those things consistently in terms of some of those reads that we're talking about, some of those opportunities that we're seeing on tape, do you think he's capable of that? Absolutely. Because here's what I want to point out is that he's a rookie. Like this, and this was exactly what we all were talking about on this very show during training camp. Mm-hmm. The speed of the game is completely different at the NFL level. But but there, it's there are, different, Chris. Are... He He's 26. He's pro ready. Remember every he's pro ready, the most pro ready. That's got to count, right? No. All right. (laughs) You know what they would tell Chris. You know that's what they told us. You know they told us that every time. They said that to us every time. He 26. He the most pro ready. The game ain't that crazy. 24. Where did 26 come from? He's literally 
He just turned 24 in man, June. Man, you know he was, like, at, he was at Pitt for eight years. Everybody know this, man. Everybody, it was eight years. Everybody knows this. Two red shirts, two gray shirts, COVID year and a half. He's Come got on, man. his doctorate and yeah. his JD. Everyone knows that, man. Context doesn't matter right here. Come on, man. <laughs> Shout out to the Barker Law School of the University of Pittsburgh, where I got my JDS. But I can tell you, Katie Pickett did not take any classes with me. Um, but on, on on top of that, but you know, all joking aside, this was where, like, listen, pro ready does not mean, hey, we can slap you in and you're a top five quarterback. It just means that you have the skills to translate to the game mm-hmm. more so than your competitors. Like, go look at what Malik Willis did for the Titans. People are like, oh, Malik Willis, he got in there and he won the game. Yeah, you know what happened? Mm-hmm. They have Derrick Henry in an offensive line that they've been building for years. Mm-hmm. And they and, and Malik Willis is a runner. So all Malik Willis had to do was hand the ball off and use his legs, and they were able to make that work. The Steelers aren't in that position. They're not built to. The Steelers, uh, you know, the Steelers, they're a team that's invested in guys like T.J. Watt who hasn't played. That. And as much as people want to say, oh, the biggest difference is, is this or that? The biggest difference is that TJ Watt ain't playing, and that's why the Steelers uh, you know, yeah. have been able to eke, eke out some of their closer games. They wouldn't, they would, they wouldn't beat a team like the Eagles, you know, or the Bills this year. But I do think that they would have won at least three more of the those 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 uh, single possession games they've lost so far. Because um, even in contrast to a year ago, the Seahawks game, TJ is the type of dude yeah. that'll get you out of that. The Bears game, TJ's yep. the type of dude that'll get you out game. of that. When you don't have mm-hmm. a TJ, those become legit coin flip games, or in a sense, maybe sixty forty them. So yeah, it de- it definitely matters. You're absolutely right. And and I think that that's the like I see people saying, oh man, you know the biggest difference is Ben Roethlisberger. Oh man, him not being well. You know what? They were winless last year with Ben Roethlisberger when they didn't have T.J. Watt either. So to me, I think I still think the biggest difference from this from this year's team to last year's team is that T.J. Watt has missed pretty much the entire you know first half of the season. Yeah. The only game that he's played in is the game that they won, and it was the best that they've looked all season. Um, but again, back to Kenny Pickett. I, I look at this, and I think people are, you know, they want to jump to conclusions. They want to, you know, overstep things. They want to make broad, sweeping statements. You know, I think that we have to remember, yes, he's a rookie, and it's okay. It is okay to say where Kenny Pickett messes up. Like like uh, my, man, my man Derek FB on, on, on Twitter, he's been tweeting out the all-22s, and, you know, I was, I was retweeting him, and I was like, yeah, this is that. And then there's some people that respond and say, well, so everything's Kenny Pickett's fault. Huh? Like, no, no. Nobody is saying everything is on Kenny Pickett. No, but you pit, you I mean, you pit people are. You just hate him because he – oh, wait. Hey, hey, Chris, the problem is, man, they take it West, so personal. They, 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 you can't have accountability. They take it too personal. They get defensive, man. It's like, yo, West, a player yeah, can I, have I, bad plays. I it doesn't know. mean that you hate him. <laughs> I don't know where your new studio is, Wes, but I will come and I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Carter, you must just be a Penn State fan then, huh? I mean, that, that, that is how they say it. Whenever you that is how they say, say anything <laughs> negative or do anything that holds a player accountable, you're a hater, you're a fake fan. Well, all these people, all these people talking yeah. about Najee Harris right now, they must have gone to Auburn. Yeah. Well, see, but in all in all reality, like when you're, when you're saying it's like realistic assessments, it's like, look, it's okay to say when Kenny Pickett's messing up. Because you know why? When he doesn't mess up, when he does improve, then you'll say, like, wow, like, I remember. This is where he grew. Kenny Pickett yes. couldn't, yeah. see, couldn't, couldn't see this. And look at the progress that he's shown. And then that's how you actually tell the story of Kenny Pickett. Not, oh, man, you know, one night he just woke up and said, I'm going to be better and just make, make up some nonsensical narrative where <laughs> – uh, 
things just got, but no, you, you see the study, the work that he put in, the things that we can see now and then see in the future, that I think is where the value is. So when these moments are happening, live in it. And that's what Kenny Pickett's doing. That's what the Steelers are doing. They're not saying, oh, yeah, this is, this is fine. We're okay with this. They're saying, look, guys, we got we to gotta fight through these moments. And in past years, like, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, Mike Tomlin was asked after the game, you know, this is uncharted territory for you guys. What are you doing? You're 2-6. and six. He's like, this isn't uncharted territory. I was literally 2-6 in 2013. What are you talking about? Like, those <laughs> angles, like I, 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 think, I think people, when they ask those type of questions, too, it's like, y'all hear me clearly don't pay, not pay yeah. attention. This is your first team. time going to a losing streak. Two, uh, no, it's not. We've had this happen. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not, it's not. But, I promise. But, 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 but I think what the Steelers have done very well when they've gone on these stretches of, of just bad play and, and, and losing, and it is, and you could say, yes, coaching problems, playing problems, all of the above, but they've often, they've oftentimes found the way to say, hey, let's identify what we can improve right now. Let's find the people that we're going to carry with us into the, into the new years. You know, that, that, that run from 2014 to 2017 when the Steelers, you know, with Le'Veon Bell, Antonio mm-hmm. Brown, the Killer Bees and all that, a lot of that was built in 2013 when they started to figure out, hey, mm-hmm. this is the part that works for us. You know, because remember 2013, and uh, you know, most you might you'll probably remember I'm, when you came to. I was about to say because I, I I played against it in 13 as well. I, I I know that whole transition, 12 to 13, 14, and then after that was when we really started to put it together. 16 was that high point, and 17 prior yeah. to Shazer getting hurt was the quote unquote like, hey, we got it all together now. Offense, this defense, is the year. this is yeah. the year. So yeah, I'm 100 percent what you're talking about. It, it took time to get there. Mm-hmm. And I also want to point out, people wanted Todd Haley fired during that stretch. Yeah, sure like, like did. Everything, oh, it was the play calls. I'm like, and then, oh, let Ben call the plays. I mean, yep. like, I just people don't understand the basics of what's actually happening here. Nope. Yes, the Steelers are not a good team right now. They are a bad team right now. But a lot of it are things that they can improve on. This is a young mm-hmm. team. With, but I, I think what people, are, uh, what people have to live in the moment right now, and, and, and I'll let you guys get back at this. I know I've been going – for, for a bit here. That's but why you're the guest, though. You're supposed to talk. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. But when when they're two and six, and, and like this is when people say that you know, oh, we're living in poverty. Oh, the Steelers, they suck, and this is terrible. Two and like feeling like this for like three, four, five straight years. That's when you do suck. That's when you could say, okay, this is what the Browns and the Lions and the and, and all and, the bad and the Buffalo Bills from Steelers. 2010 to 2013 when I was there. Yeah, the yeah. Jets. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you tell me this the sucks, Jags. I'm like, nah, this ain't nowhere near that. I can assure you, because I didn't live that. I was in AZ when we, man, we, we were one in whatever we was for that time. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. 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 But on a lighter note, well, mm-hmm. I guess it's not a lighter note, but I did need to get some context from you. Just your thoughts on Akella Witherspoon and obviously, you know, when he was struggling in the game and then the pull of taking him out, putting James Pierre in. How do you feel about that situation and what are your thoughts on that particular lineup going forward? I mean, it's unfortunate for Akella Witherspoon because I think he does have certain traits that really work for him, but. I mean, he was getting toasted. There's no other way around it. Like, the the, the, the first touchdown that was given up, that was Minka. You know, and, and he identified it. You know, people, if some people wanted to say Minka stinks, look, that's, that's the one time that, 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 that he's made that mistake. Most times that's an interception or at least mm-hmm. it be flat. It or, 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 or it's but, a dead body. That's the other part. <laughs> or it's a dead body. Or, or he takes a yeah. down out. Like, like, we, we, we've seen him do that know, plenty like, of times, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but the um, but Akello Witherspoon, I mean, down the sideline, just, you know, you got one job, man. Pin that guy to the sideline, turn your head, and attack the football. 
he doesn't even give a chance. I mean, it's to the point where A.J. Brown's, like, laughing at about it afterwards. And I'm like – and that's why like, Mike Tomlin came out the halftime. He's like, that's not adjustments. That's you got to win your assignment, man. Mm-hmm. And, and that's and, – and so it's like, you know what? we got to trust someone else because, you know, there's nothing tied to Keller Witherspoon there. You know, and Keller Witherspoon's not a, not a young first-round draft pick that you're looking to develop and saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to push you to develop because we see that potential in you. You're a veteran that was brought in, we traded to get, and you're getting toasted like this. There's not a lot of capital behind you. You know, we're we're going to give other 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 looks there because this isn't about as much as development with you. You're supposed to be the veteran that's that's not losing these these moments. So, um, you know, I think there's a big difference when it comes to that. And you know, I, I think it's what Cam Hayward said that you know, you know, if we're if guys aren't producing, we're going to see some changes. And, and I think that you saw that, um, you know, when they put in James Pierre, um, and uh, you saw a better job. Like like one of the first passes they threw in the second half when mm-hmm. when James Pierre was on AJ Brown, he defended it well. And he cut him off. And it's just like, you know what? If Akella Witherspoon was doing that, he wouldn't have lost his job. But I think that's, that's going to be the case across the board. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if more guys get looked at that way. I think Cam Sutton's safe because he's making some really good plays and he's not getting picked on. Um, you know, but, you know, I, you, you look around the field, you look at that offensive, you get that offensive line. You know what? You know what, guys? Like, I know they don't have a lot of, you know, bullets in the chamber there right now. But, you know, Kevin Dotson, you know, I thought, I thought he had a great bounce back game against the Dolphins. He was more physical. He was, he was solid. He avoided the dumb mistakes. But then I, in this game, granted, he was up against one of the best. I'm going to say bad, bad matchup, bro. Cool. You, you, this it was is, a bad this, matchup. This is my question, I Chris. Him, I give him that grace. Hey, Chris, if, if Dotson played for any other team and Hargrave played for any other team and they were going one-on-one, who would you expect to win that matchup? Oh. Hargrave ten, 10 times out of 11. But because it's Dotson and he plays for the Steelers, it's like we supposed to have a different feeling about that. Like, that's the part for me where I'm just like, yo, that was just a bad matchup right there, man. <laughs> like, we wanted to play better, yes, but I'm like, I wouldn't expect Dotson to be able to block Hargrave because if I'm right. if, if, if Hargrave, I'm telling Hargrave, this the guy you're supposed to dominate for four quarters. And if you're not, I'm looking at you crazy. I guess right. I would say the same and about AJ funny. Brown too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Listen, I I I get that, but at the same time, you got to at least fight. You got to yes, show me yes. that, that you're doing something in those situations. 100%. And I think that was the I think that was part of it was with Witherspoon. You just didn't see that 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 fight. And it, it looked I think like he, he started. Dodson, he just he he accepted it. You can't accept it. Yeah. You can't accept it. You can't accept it. And, and 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 I will say this: Kevin Dodson, whenever he struggled, he's punched back. Like you see. Yeah the physicality come out of him. And I think that's why they, they keep riding with him right mm-hmm. now. I mean, on top of the fact that the next option is Kendrick Green, and he, he was pretty rough when he was in there. Uh, but, you know, again, I, I give Kevin Dotson the grades of, like, you know what, hey, that was one of the roughest defensive lines you'll face all season. But I will say this, moving forward, you know, this, this second half of the stretch, they should get better matchups. They should get better opportunities. You know, the Eagles are not a team that this team, I think, was designed to hang with right now um, because they, they are in a rebuilding phase. But, this, this second half of the season, even if they don't make a big run and they get back into playoff contention or anything like that, I think the biggest thing is you got to find who are my warriors? Who are the guys that are going to scrap with me down in, in the toughest of moments, even when you're losing? And who are gonna, who's going to step up and say, hey, you know what? I want to be here in the future. When we and in the mud, we're going to fight Fires, with me. Yep. Exactly. If you're, if you're still in the foxhole, even when, even when you know, everyone's down on us, even when everything's going wrong, that's the guy that you want to take with you. In, in the next few years, because make no mistake, there's going to be some big changes, I think, in, in the next few years, mm-hmm. with the first few years, whether it's offensive staff, whether it's, you know, certain veterans won't be back and other, and there'll be more investments into the, into the free agency market, uh, you know, draft picks, all those things. 
But if you want to be part of that, you better step up in this second half. And I think that's the pressure the Steelers are putting on across the board. Well, Chris, sticking with that then, this is the last one I got for you, partner. It is Chris Carter of Locked On Steelers Podcast and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette with us here on the Steelers Blitz. Do you expect any drastic, big, sweeping changes here in the next week or so? The trade deadline is tomorrow. It's the bye week. Any coaching realignment? Any, uh, you know, any Steelers that we could be saying goodbye to, both in terms of personnel and coaching staff, maybe some reworked responsibilities? Do you foresee any, you know, significant, maybe that's the best word to use, any significant changes here over the next week or two? It's tough for me to expect it. You know, a lot of people, you know, I think the biggest question everyone asks with this is, will they fire Matt Canada? I don't think they will. Maybe they alleviate new responsibilities across the board on the offense. Maybe certain guys get more involved in certain situations. Maybe, you know, someone helps more with play calling. I, I, again, I don't think play calling is as big of an issue. I think that the biggest issue is behind the scenes, can you get guys to see the play calls that are being drawn open for you? And frankly, they, they haven't done that. But I don't think the Steelers fire Matt Canada. I, I've, I've said this a million times, but, you know, if you fire Matt Canada, you're most likely promoting Mike Sullivan. Mike Sullivan hasn't exactly done a great job with Kenny Pickett's, you know, quarterback traits, you know, the, his first few games in, in the season. He also doesn't have a good record at all as an offensive coordinator. I, I think you'd be promoting a guy just to promote a guy. And that if you want to make that change, make that change at the end of the season. Don't throw, don't throw, don't throw another wrench into Kenny Pickett's development because that's what you're doing when you, you know, by adding more change to a situation that is already really difficult. Uh, you know, but you could do that at the at the end of the season. At the end of the season, you'll you'll say, okay, Kenny, that's what it was like to work with this guy. We're gonna get you a you know a Jim Caldwell type of type of guy, a veteran who's been around the game for a long time. And you know, a lot of people have pointed at Frank Wright and other guys like that, but you know, an, an offensive mind who is readily available. And I also think this is why they, they had, they, they kind of have their situation right now with their staff. Guys, you think about when Matt Canada was hired for the Steelers, he was hired as a quarterback's coach the year after Ben Roethlisberger was coming out of his surgery. We didn't know how Ben Roethlisberger was going to look right. And then the, the year that they, that they let go Randy Feekner. Uh, he's promoted, and it was the year where everyone kind of knew Ben Roethlisberger. His arm was not going to be as good. His arm was going to be in a rough. It was going to be in a rough spot, and this offense was going to be hampered by that. I, I think when the Steelers did their searches, they were doing their searches. They weren't just lazily just being like, "Oh well, we'll just promote." Them. I don't think anybody anybody that they wanted long term was available or, or wanted to do that. They're like, you know what? Why am I going to hitch my career to working with a quarterback who's way out of his prime, is not playing well anymore? And then the, the, the randomness of whatever quarterback y'all give me the year after he leaves. I, I think that definitely played into their, their coaching search right now. And it shows with who they have. You know, I, I don't think if, if, uh, if, if someone, you know, if, if they had more, more guns to look at on offense, if, if, if someone looked at this and said, oh, wow, okay, Kenny Pickett, young quarterback, maybe there's something to work with there. There's weapons on offense. They're investing more into the offensive line. I think they could actually get better coaching candidates in on the job search. But it's just the situation that they've been in, I think they've been kind of stuck with, uh, you know, leading up, leading up to this situation. Um, but I don't think that, that, that the change for that is, is about happening right now. If you do it right now, I think you make it even tougher for Kenny Pickett to continue to adjust to the NFL's pace. I think the biggest thing you've got to work with him is behind the scenes. How does he improve week to week? What's he focusing on as he practices, as he prepares for each game? Then at the end of the season, then you make those assessments. You know what? Matt Canada, sorry, man, not working. We're moving on here. 
you know, Mike Sullivan, Simon, in, we're not working, we're moving on here. Then you make all those changes across the board. But I don't think making the changes now is going to help Kenny Pickett, who is just trying to keep up with the week-to-week pace of the NFL. Chris Carter, ladies and gentlemen, he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. Listen to him on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Read his work in the PG. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Carter Critiques. CC, thanks so much for the time as always, buddy. We appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Thanks, fellas. There he is. Scoo, scoo. There he goes. Mama. The chaplain of Kenny Nation, Mr. Chris Carter. Arthur Motes, a couple minutes here left. What do you say we wrap up with some of these tweets? Hopefully everybody used the correct form of your in there. I was about to say, y'all better be careful out here now. Hey, hey, hey. I mean, listen, you know, I make grammatical errors a lot. I do. But you I can't make a grammatical ain't error when you people, call somebody I ain't calling out. people yes. out when I'm yeah. doing it. You can't make the error while calling somebody out. That's, that's, <laughs> I mean, you can't. Cause and effect. Just remember. Cause and effect. I'm a big believer in cause and effect. I'm no, not. I yeah, agree. You do have the you have the freedom to do a lot of stuff. <laughs> but just know there's going to be an effect. There's going to be some type of reaction. Now, you might want it or you might not want it, but you don't get to determine that reaction. Once you put it out there, good luck. Freedom yeah. does not mean freedom of consequence. That's all. I, all right. Everybody, ah, smack that. Okay. That's cool. But what happens when you come back with a bat? Okay, or other. Okay. All right, just remember that. Yeah, yeah, tweets us. Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that like, yeah, yeah, like like uh, like the Usher song? And I say, yeah, Or like yeah. some, or sound like. Shorty got. What's it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Take yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he's pronouncing it. Depends on where you're from, right? Yeah, yeah. That, it's all caps, so maybe nah. he's like yelling it. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Says, thanks, goodness. Thank goodness for Chris Carter, Arthur Motes, Wes Euler. Awesome, unbiased, contextual, and nuanced. I'm analysis. biased. I'm very biased. I'm biased to just the purity of football. I'm I'm a football snob. I'm like old school and that approach. That's how I was taught. That's how I was introduced to it. So I'm really particular about like that type of stuff. You know, regardless yeah. if it still is or not, it's like I need it to look beautiful because it's supposed to be like an artwork, it man. Is. It is. And when it's done in this correct format, this is one of the most beautiful games, right. man. It could do a lot for you. I think you're right. So I love that part of this game, man. So I'm very passionate about it, but I'm very biased. I think, I think you're right. Uh, tough Truth tweets. Huh? Do we have back-to-back? To Welcome to the party, pal. So, I was talking to my therapist for a second. <laughs> tough Truth, Mr. Motes. Oh, Lord, don't tell me. Don't, don't you do that now. <laughs> Says, I think you're both being a little obtuse. That's a good. That's Ooh, a good word. That's I like that. That's a big word. That's like knee jerk. That's a good. That's a good. I respect that. That's right a good there. word. I respect. Uh, he says Najee is left doing so much dodging because he has to face two and three in the backfield all the time when they play eight in the box, uh, and they're not, and no one's backed off. The perception is that Warren is playing better. I listen. I do think that they're tough truth. I think there's some mm-hmm. truth to that. It's some. But, but when Najee catches the ball in the flat with three exactly. or four yards in front of him, he's still dancing and exactly. dodging when, when when that's just not what he should be doing yeah. in that instance. That's never what his game was predicated upon. And when we talk about the eight-man box, let's also give context with that because it's not always eight-man box. It's too high, and because Najee isn't hitting it as fast, they're able to come downhill, and that gives you the feeling of eight-man box. But that is not a true definition of eight-man box. Just because a guy pre-snap is showing down there, these guys are still bailing they highlighted that when we did it. You got Minka, I think it was either Minka or Edmonds, flirting like they were going to be down in the box. Ball snap, they're bailing. So it gives you the illusion of eight-man, sure. But it's not eight-man. It's not. 
But I also would say that it's not on Najee because as we talked about some of this blocking on some of those secondary defenders, that is also the disconnect. But I'm with you, though. You know that player. Eric tweets us and says, as a multi-generational Steelers fan, I'm going to look forward to watching the rest of the season, get excited about the draft, and get ready for another generation of Steelers wins. No, Eric, you're not allowed to do that. You got to be miserable and depressed and fire yeah, everybody. Yeah, it's supposed to be doom is gloom, man. You can't be ex- you can't be having fun. You can't be enjoying yourself. Uh, Thrash also wants to know what's the number one thing you do during the bye week to turn this around. Ooh. This week, you self scout and self scout only. I don't care about the Saints this week. What did, what have we done well to this point? What have we struggled with to this point? And knowing Coach Tom, he already has that list oh, because after every game, he keeps notes the same way I would keep notes, and we would circle what we did wrong and what we did well. And then when you get to the bye week, you look back and you say, okay, over X many X games, what have we done well? What have we struggled with? Now we know we need to hyper-focus on that these next couple of days. Then when you come after the weekend, now we're going to start talking more Saints, getting real right. particular about them. But this week, man, I only care about what we have done well and what we struggled with. I think that is spoken so, yeah, that like is somebody who yeah. did nine years of and we bye could, weeks. And we could give specifics of like each player if we wanted to. We well, maybe we'll we don't get, need maybe to. We'll but we get could. into that yeah. later in the week. This player work on this. This player works on that. This player, hey, you did hey. this well. You did not do this. Hey, well. you're the one hosting on Wednesday. If you, you know, if you want to go, we there. got options. We'll see. The real Teddy tweets us we and had. says, "What's up, cousins? What's the word? Not really a comment. Just wanted to tell everyone in Steel Nation: keep your head up. Dark days do not last forever. Absolutely. That's what makes the the beautiful days so beautiful to us, and why they matter so much. Because you go through the darkness. Mm-hmm. If every day was sunshine, we would not care about sunshine days. Mm-hmm. It's that simple, man." Ain't that the truth. Context, man. The lit one. Rebecca says, it's just our turn to stink. I still bleed black and gold. Real question, what do you guys think the overall record is now? Um, Nine games left. Mm-hmm. I I honestly think they could win four or five. Go about 500. Get TJ Watt back. Some little incremental improvements on offense. The schedule's easier. You get more games at home. I, I still don't think that this team's going to finish 3-14. and 14. Yeah. I think six or seven wins, I would say. I'm biased. I think they're going to win them all. How about that? They're going to correct every issue that they've had, and they're going to win them all. And then they'll be 11-6? and six. Boom. They're going to win the division. Boom. All right. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Wallace tweets us and says, uh, 25 completions for less than 200 passing yards just smells like dink and stink. Not dink and dunk, dink and stink. Too many routes where the receiver runs to a spot and stops. Too many sideline combat catches uh, being labeled as 50-50 balls. No yak. What happened to hitting receivers in stride? Well, that was the critique that we had on Kenny. It was. Where you have to actually throw NFL open passes. That's a big difference. He's not doing that right now. And then in some of the areas where there are guys open where they could catch it and run it, he's not throwing that. Or he's going back shoulder versus putting air on the ball and giving a guy a chance to catch it and run. It's easy to just say play calling. It's easy to say that we're not scheming certain things like that to be open, but that is not the case. Correct. Like we, I, at I least think, this game, I think you and I, this I think game, that was not a, the case. A lot man. of people that 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 pendulum because we kind of laid out at the start of of you know when Kenny took over against the Jets and then really following right against, mm-hmm. against Buffalo and particularly against Miami the the full games there. Um. A, a lot of people, it was like two camps, right? Mm-hmm. Kenny stinks, he's a bum, get him out of here. Or Kenny is going to be Jesus and save this season. And he season. fixes everything, yeah. You and I were kind of always right in the middle. Mm-hmm. That we expected him to make some plays, we knew he could. But he's also still a rookie, and there's mm-hmm. going to be a learning curve. And 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 there's just a lot going on with that offense in terms yep. of inefficiencies right now that he's being masked to cover up. 
we have been quick in the past to tell people, listen, it, it, it's not all as doom and gloom as you think. We also, I think, sometimes now it, it can that pendulum can swing both ways, where it, it's it's okay to say he didn't play well yesterday. Right. It's okay to point that out a couple mean times. Bench him. That doesn't mean he's a bust. That doesn't mean exactly. Draft a quarterback that in that the means first he's round. a rookie who's just played he's his just fourth game. Is what that means he's against a a, against a good team on the road and a really good defense, an undefeated team that yes. people are talking yes. about as a Super Bowl favorite for but, the NFC. See, Moats and I can say that. And then we can also point out this one to Pickens. He really had him, and yeah. he just went back shoulder for some reason. Fryermuth was open here, and he didn't even look at him. On this play right here, he had a clean pocket to step up and make a throw downfield, he and he does. rolled and he yeah. rolled and bailed right into pressure, right into a sack. That's called context. That's called nuance. That's what we try and right. do here on but the show. But that doesn't mean give up on a guy. That doesn't mean no. you close the book on him. It also doesn't mean that he's a future Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's just context. It's it's like the context matters. Let's let these last nine games play out, and then we'll start to make some judgments. But even right. really, I'm not going to start to lay a final verdict on Kenny Pickett for at least another year. I was about to say, I need to see it. You got to give a sample size because otherwise, you rush into a judgment. You rush into a judgment. You're going to make an uninformed decision. And like you and I have said before, the the history on this. You've got Josh Allens, who everybody wanted to bury after their rookie season and say, you got to move off from him. He stinks. He's a bust. You had Baker Mayfields, who after their rookie season, everyone said, this guy's going to be great. This this guy's going to be great. He's going he's gonna to win. He's going to win Super Bowls. Those Each of those situations have done a 180. Josh mm-hmm. Allen is now God. Baker Mayfield, he can't find the field in Carolina. <laughs> he's Baker, no field. Yeah. He went from having a big stadium as a house to now. I don't know where his house is, man. Don't I don't see true. any more progressive commercials. It's solitary, crazy. solitary man tweets us and says, "Happy Halloween, gentlemen." Oh, you know, I can't wait. I actually got a Halloween party. I'm getting ready. To, well, it's a parade, my little lady. You know, he's he says, "I think if we have uh, our playmakers on the offense and the offensive line get back on track, that would go a long way." Patience, not rash moves. I'm looking forward to the progress for the rest of the season, and then obviously to how we rebuild this going into 2023. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. some good context from like Solitary it. Man. Like uh, all right, quick ones. Mark says 11 and 6 would be cool. Yeah. Um, see? I'll take it. Now, it, I don't, how realistic, I don't know. But I don't have to be realistic when I'm speculating. So, yeah, I think we're going to win them all. And Michael, last word of the day, says, what's up, cousins? What's the word? We'll be okay. Keep the heads up. I'm still excited <laughs> to watch this team. And rightfully so. I am too. Because there, see what they got in the there last still nine are games. good, positive things that are happening. Some exciting stuff that's happening. But we need to have some better finishes. Hopefully we'll get those sooner rather than later. Indeed. And that'll do it. But we shall overcome. We shall overcome. Keep fighting the good fight, laddies. And you know what? Even if we don't overcome. It's going to be fun either way. We're going to turn up. You'd still rather We're be still part of Stiller's up. Nation. Than Jags Nation. Browns yeah, Nation. Browns Nation. What's that? What's that? Hold on. Can I can get out there one hold time? Hold on. I gotta ask. Get I gotta ask for Moses' permission. Can I steal a buffaloism real quick? Go for it one time. Where else would you rather be Uh-oh. than right here, Uh-oh. right Uh-oh. now? Uh oh. Right? Isn't that it's what they say? Like no Isn't that what they say? It's kind of like no one circles the wagon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As long as you don't say no J E T S, we good. Oh no. Yeah. I ain't got no love for teams that none, spell none. out there. Exactly. So yeah. I almost just made a team that spells out their thing joke, but I think we've gone. We've, we, you know, we've, 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 we've hit on that. We, we know we don't like them type I just, of people. I just skipped out there. We, 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 we. 
Guys, thanks. And gals, thank you, as always, uh, for being a part of this. We appreciate you guys on the tweets. Great stuff today, as always. Of course, gracias to one-third of the Migos, Chris Carter. Mm-hmm. He's a busy man, but always finds time for us on a Monday. And, of course, last but certainly not least, the best co-host in the business, Arthur Nathan Motes the third. Who, me? <laughs> No show tomorrow, as we uh, as we do on Tuesdays. We'll be back on Wednesday, a Moats host Wednesday. Hey, hey, hey! As we uh, continue to address some of these concerns heading into the bye week, everybody enjoy the rest of your Monday. Happy Halloween! Have fun if you're dressing up, taking the kids out, handing stay out safe, candy, whatever safe. you're doing. Yep, be safe, be smart, and uh, and we'll all be back here a couple days from now uh, to keep this thing going. As always, you know where to get at us. It's high noon on your 24-7, home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.